That is right, it's the official podcast of the Sydney Swans. Great to have your company for episode 15 of the podcast. Proudly brought to you by Furphy, who actually uh, do not know that they're a sponsor of the, <laughs> do not know they're a sponsor of the podcast, <laughs> but they have jumped on as a partner of the footy club. So thank you, Furphy, for sponsoring us once again. Um, now, Nick Davis, once again, has zero interest in coming week to week for this podcast, but I can assure you will not be disappointed with who jumps in to replace after a successful podcast debut a few weeks ago now. Joel Amati, welcome back. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Good yeah. to be back. Yeah. actually have seen, you spelt my name wrong here. Did I? Yeah. My last name, there's an E in there. Yeah. That hurts. Oh, okay, cool. Rising <laughs> star nominee, MVP, <laughs> most valuable. Well, I've asked <laughs> to come here with the bang, but anyway, I would... On that, would you agree that um, you would be the rising star of the, of the of the podcast world? Because I thought you were incredible two or three weeks ago. No, I would be. I yep. would be. Definitely got a nomination. I'll probably take it out. Mm-hmm. And our Rabbitohs tracking along very well? We're laughing at the moment. Absolutely laughing. We'll ha- win tonight against Canberra. No, it's no better than sticking it up Harry Cunningham's um, oh. backside at the moment. It's unbelievable. Bla- Blake's. Mm. Fake supporters. Okay. Mate, so just before we crack into it today, I've asked you to come in high energy with a bang. I can sense you're a little bit nervous early, just already. So after the podcast today, what do you want the listeners to walk away with? Look, it's my, it's my first starring role. Yeah. And limelight hurts sometimes, but I'll live up to it. Let me warm into it. I'll get better. <laughs> and we roll on. <laughs> Our guest will give me a beer and Correct. I'll be back. Mm. Now it is. Speaking of our guest, let's welcome today's guest. He's no stranger to, th- to the show. He thrives in these sorts of environments, 150-something games, premiership player, and the number one conspiracy theorist at the footy club <laughs> also. <laughs> Sam Reid, this is your third time back on the show. How you doing, man? Oh, good, mate. I was um, co-host last time, so oh. thanks, Joel. Replaced. Yeah, right. Take my spot. Replaced. Just quickly, we had a drama with the uh, with the SD card. We're yes. trying to record this podcast, and you were actually just sharing a story about your wedding day. Can you yeah. quickly share that? Yeah, I had some uh, some good luck with my SD card. So, wedding day, big day. Um, Can I just say <laughs> that wedding was so much fun. Good few like, days. Like it was, mate, it was a f- the festival. We tried to make it a bit like that because on a wedding night, when you got to talk to. And there's quite a few people there, so we thought, you know... I didn't even speak to you, I reckon. No. no. Well, on the, the three night. Days. On the night, you wouldn't have been. No. <laughs> I didn't no, even get an invite. <laughs> yeah. Well, I might have been 10 at the time. But I you <laughs> <laughs> no, but on uh, on our wedding night, we um, had a few cameras taking footage, obviously, to, you know, get the the, the, the memorial of the... Not the memorial. The memories of the, of the whole night and get all of that. And the main the camera... Week. The whole week. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. And, um, you know, it took a little little bit of time to get that um, video, like the you know the whole package of getting the um, the whole thing together and getting it sent to us. I think it took about two months, and we, you know we weren't too concerned because we we'd seen you know the, the work that they'd done and we we're pretty excited to get it. it. Took two months, we got it. It was it was pretty good, but we thought I oh, know we'd we'd like to see a bit more of maybe the speeches and yeah maybe the first <laughs> dance. And uh, and he was like, oh yeah, I've got something to tell you. And this so is over the phone. Yeah, yeah. So this is this is two two and a bit months later. He said. Um, yeah, so I need to tell you the main camera, the card, cu- the, the, the card corrupted, and none of the footage that we got on the day is actually there. <laughs> oh my! Do you know what I reckon though? I reckon you left with the uh, lens cap on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but they, they actually did quite a good job of um, just all filler footage. So it was just random bits and pieces here and there, and they made a video of it, which was really impressive. But yeah, bit of a shame. Do you reckon if they said nothing and just did that, you would have known? Um, if if my wife wasn't so um, sure of what she wanted with the video and the stuff we'd seen, how good it was. Easy then, then maybe <laughs> be careful. Yeah. Was but it? No, I think it would have been. It would have been alright. But um, was it? Were you angry? Disappointed? Uh, I we understood. It was more that they they sort of. 
I'm not going to name them, but they took they took their the time to, to tell us that you know if they told us straight up the card's corrupted, mm. we'll do what we can. Would have been fine, but no, but they were, they were actually very good about it. They gave us you know the, that part of the package. They refunded it. And yeah, and they still took some great photos in the day. Yeah, right. Well, mate, the memories have lasted in my mind. Yeah, yeah, there's a few there's a few uh, <laughs> situations on those three or four days that I'm not going to share on the podcast, <laughs> but uh, it was very very fun. Hey, but boys, uh, what I like most about us three is that we think very differently. Um, outside of the box, I actually wrote down here the ac- the box actually d- doesn't exist. <laughs> I reckon, but um, I thought a good topic for us to have a chat about is things about your job that you hate. Right? There's no job that's perfect. We're very lucky to be in a job that's good fun. We get to be outside, kick the footy, muck around with our mates, and um, yeah, we all love it. However, there are things about it that we don't like. Now, my one. <laughs> is warm-ups. <laughs> I absolutely cannot stand warm-ups. The game day warm-up goes for like 45 minutes. <laughs> Three Ks in the It's gotten shorter too. It has gotten <laughs> shorter. Now, I'll pay that read. It has gotten shorter. Um, but even at training, there's like a warm-up before the warm-up and you're actually getting out in the field doing your own warm-up. So, you know, 45 minutes into training and you've just been doing warm-ups. So, the only thing that's really got me through uh, the warm-ups this year would be our new strength and conditioning guy, Rob Innes. So halfway through the... Chinnis? Wa- yeah. Chinnis. Chinnis. Why do they call it Chinnis? Uh, I believe it's a Richmond nickname for the size of his chin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's doing a good job, Rob. But uh, the one thing that gets me through the warm-ups is he pauses about halfway through the warm-up and he gives us a conspiracy theory and he, gives, he makes sure the boys have to either pick a yes or no to that conspiracy theory, whether they believe it or not, and, uh, and then go... Half the group, if you select yes, half the group go do that warm-up, half to the other, then we swap. I really, really enjoy it, um, come listening. So I thought, why don't we tackle a few of the conspiracy theories? I think, Reedy, you think a little bit outside the box. You got 98 something in your, in your v- VCA, didn't you? 89, we'll round up to 90. I think I got 98. <laughs> Hell no. Oh, okay. Now i got 98. It's right, pretty okay. good. Segment over. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll stay inside no, the box. No, well, well, you know, we had a massive uh, discussion about was the, the moon landing fake? Let's go around the... Um, Let's go around the table here. My opinion is yes, based on that I feel that it is pretty unrealistic to think they only went up there with, with one engine and we've never <coughs> been back. Sam? Jeez, you started with a strong one. Uh, yeah, it's an is, obvious one as well. I know, but it, it, for me it's it's not so obvious because I, I try to look at it from both ways and I can see it from both sides. I can see the, the fours and against of whether they did, would have or not. Mm. For me, I've, I've always been very intrigued by space and I'm just... Part of me thinks it didn't happen. <laughs> <Stretched ears. laughs> I, I actually am because no, yeah, stretched ears. You've got no idea how much I think about this. Yeah, and, but 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 I'd like to think that they did go up there. Yeah, I'm going to say they did. But why haven't they been back? Why haven't they? Yeah, because it's the moon and there's nothing there. Right, and there's okay. no point. Okay, Joel Marty, I'm, I'm going to say they did. Yeah, I actually. Go on. I think a couple of days ago I saw a little Instagram video. Someone on the moon. Of someone trying to debunk it? <laughs> no, no one on the moon. As in the, the, the footage? Yeah, trying to debunk the footage. And they yeah. said something about the flag. If a flag was in space, it wouldn't like, you know, the flag like flops around. Moving, yeah. It would just be droop, droop down mm. on the pole. It wouldn't be actually like fluttering in the wind because well, there's no wind or anything in space. The only thing I'd say about it might be a different material. Yeah, yeah. I, I just saw that and I'm like, eh. I still believe it's true though. But different yeah. atmospheres. Okay. I was willing to believe that Instagram video though. Anyway. Okay, so uh, was Bruce Lee murdered, which was one the other day. So I think Bruce Lee, I think they said he died of a heart attack. But the, the, um, this is one of flames. Yes, so he died of, 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 of taking um, some anti-inflammatories that were, weren't good for Dodgy his system. Dutch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the, the conspiracy theory is, is that Bruce Lee 
um, was assassinated because he introduced kung fu to the world. Sam Reid. I don't think that introducing kung fu to the world is a bad thing. Yeah, I think right. he was a, he was massive for Asian pop culture, mm. and and great it. point. Excellent and I don't point. think he would yeah. be assassinated for that. So yeah, I, right. I don't think so. Okay, so put, put him on the map. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Joel and Marty. I wouldn't have a goddamn clue about Bruce Lee. <laughs> <laughs> have, you not, have you not seen Bruce Lee the movie? <laughs> I've seen nothing. What's it called? The Dragon. I've seen nothing. None of his films. Enter, Enter the Dragon. Is it something like that? We'll get Andre the producer to, to check this. Jackie, Jackie Chan's my Bruce Lee. Um, <laughs> it is time for news of the week. The greatest couple of weeks from the footy front, we went down. Uh, oh, sorry, no, we went down. Uh, we, we went down narrowly against the Giants, and unfortunately, backed up with another loss last week against the Suns in both grades. Boys, uh, quick vibe reader post game. Post game this week. Both games. Uh, both games. A uh, bit of learning out of last week with the Giants. Um, we won a close game the week before, then lost a close one the week after. So plenty to look at. Um, I think everyone was pretty confident we'd be on the same page. We we're in that position again. Unfortunately, the weekend. Just gone. We didn't get to that position to be um, close within it uh, for the end of the game, but uh, we'll look to bounce back strong against an informed Geelong. Joel, you're dominating the moment, mate, in the VFL vibe check from last weekend. Uh, similar to the senior boys, really. We just dropped down a bit, you know, a bit mm. of overconfidence, you get a bit of arrogance sometimes. Correct. All right. Well, the boys are aiming to get their momentum back this week against the Cats, who had a dominant win against the Eagles. We've had good games uh, against the Cats in the past, so uh, quality squads in both grades, so we're looking forward to the game this week. Make sure you get there. I thought quote of the week, lads, um, was from Justin McInerney. Um, he, was in a, he, was in, he was in a midfield stoppage um, at training and thought, thought he had, uh, he'd, he'd run with this one. Uh, what, it, it, what's it called? Is it Rome wasn't built in a, night, in a day? Rome wasn't built in a day. Correct. Rome wasn't built in a day. Um, but Justin McInerney interpreted as, Paris wasn't built in a night, lads. <laughs> <laughs> go. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah, anyway. Uh, any other quotes you can think of? Uh, uh, over your time, Brady? You've been here a while. Yeah. I, don't know, I think I've already said it on the podcast before with Brandy. We're yeah. talking about a, radio, <laughs> a, certain radio, <laughs> a certain radio station we're listening, listening to, and uh, he said, I'd rather watch paint dry. Then listen to that radio. No. So, oh, God. I'm <laughs> 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 <I'd> <laughs> we'll move on. Mark Kilgallen has welcomed his second child to his household. Congrats to him and his wife and his young boy, Sonny. So, Sonny will be a bit flat at the moment. I'm a big fan of Sonny. He spends the time with the boys in the hub. Joel Amati and Will Hayward are now parent, new parents of guinea pigs. Names and state of health, uh, Joel, <laughs> if you can give us a... Um, well, I'm the proud father of Ghost. Ghost, an albino yep. guinea pig, and mm-hmm. Will has a nice little light brown caramel Devon. Devon? Yeah. Devon likes Devon. And they are living like kings. Two story cage. They get refrigerated water each day, carrots. Fiji water. Yeah. <laughs> Not quite vast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and some nice grain. Unreal. Uh, Josh Kennedy has now gone to second for the most clearances in, AFL, uh, in the AFL ever 1,718. I think he's about 60 off number one spot. Um, the club has announced a new partnership with McDonald's as a quick service restaurant um, of the Sydney <laughs> Swans. Joel, you would have been uh, their official ambassador for some time uh, in the early years of your time at the footy club. <laughs> Very early days. <laughs> Very early days. <laughs> <laughs> Particularly on the Saturday nights. 
first afternoon. He's not your heart. <laughs> uh, Reedy, you'd love this one. Jack Maybon was also spotted in the past taking his lovely girlfriend on a date at Coogee McDonald's, if you remember that. No, he was spotted. And, uh, and I also mentioned at the start of the show, Furphy has also jumped on board to partner with the footy club. A lot of the boys will be putting their hands up to be ambassadors of that organisation, I'm very, very sure. And that's all, boys, unless you've got any other news of the week. No? Anyway, all right, let's move on to you, Reedy. Mate, uh, fatherhood, last time we spoke, I think you were adapting to being a new father, but uh, you're going through the process again, mate. How is it, uh, how's it all trekking along? I yes. know Joel's taking notes. <laughs> Trekking well, Actually, yeah. So I do have a question to ask about oh, look forward to that. child later. Yep, you're next. Yes, so Saxon's now uh, 21 months, so for those who don't have kids, so it's that's one. nearly two. <laughs> He's nearly two. <laughs> <laughs> I always get asked, almost when's two. it weird to stop saying months? And it's I almost two. I always feel weird saying 20. Like yeah. 20 and onwards is weird. What is the, the what's a cut off? Like 30? 30 months. No, I don't yeah. call it 30 months. 30 months? Mate, I'm asking the question to you. <laughs> yeah, 18, 19 months for me. I reckon once it hits 20, it's a bit weird. Uh, now I say, now when people ask, I say he's nearly two. But um, yeah, he's nearly two. Uh, this week, actually, we thought we were onto something last week, and he was so saxing his gets up pretty early generally. Last week, he was getting up at 6 30, and we were, Kim and I were saying, How good is this? We're on, we're getting to sleep in, this is great. Anyway, I got back from the Gold Coast that night. He woke up at 2.30. Mm. He went back to sleep. He woke up at 3.30. He went back to sleep. And then he woke up at 3.50 and would not go back to sleep. So we thought that was maybe one off. He has them every now and then. And every night since, he's been waking up at midnight, pretty much on the dot screaming for mm. no reason. He settles and then he wakes up at about 3 again. And that's sort of been the uh, common trend for this week. So that's been fun. But um, And Kim's... Obviously, uh, she's pregnant, so she's due in August. Yeah, right. And it's getting a bit harder for her to to jump up and help out Saxon, so I have to do a bit more. So, um, mm. yeah, that's been fun. Question, John? Actually, yeah, I was at the, uh, what was that last home game? Was that GWS, maybe? I think it was GWS in the Churchill stand. I was yes. had the pleasure of sitting near Saxon. Mm-hmm. I'm, is he known not to give much emotion? Because <laughs> he was giving me daggers all night. <laughs> He's, he's got a thing. It's, it's, a, it's a recent thing. I, s- I swear he's scared of men. Like, we'll be walking down the park, and if a man walks past, he'll stop what he's doing, run back, he'll stop what he's doing, run back to me, hide between my legs, and just watch the man walk past slowly. And then the man will go past, and he'll let go and go about his thing and run off again. <laughs> yeah, right. So, yeah, it's, just, it's something about men. Loves women, like all of Kim's mates. He's a real mm-hmm. ladies' man. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Is he a bit flat about? Um, a, a new arrival coming to the family or is he right about it? Oh, he's got absolutely no idea what's going on just yet. He's um, he's obviously still the, the man in the house now. He gets all the attention on him so I think he's in for a rude shock once um, yeah. <laughs> number two comes along. Yeah. Um, I've actually, last question on fatherhood. Um, I just want to know, is there anything that you're going to do differently with the newborn that you wouldn't have done with Saxon? Um, like key learnings? Oh, look, we we're pretty lucky. So Saxon slept really well from pretty much day one. Like yeah, he, right. he, his blocks of sleeping were really consistent. We could time his feeds. It was all really good. So I'm, I'm just Boom. hoping that it's going to be the same thing again. Yeah, right. Chances are it won't. Yeah. Um, but seeing it's going to be late in the year, we are thinking about getting an overnight nurse to sort of help out if uh, right. you know if things are looking good and we're heading towards finals. I'm mm. trying to maximise our sleep. Joel's good at that. Yeah. Yeah. Overnight nurse. <laughs> A <laughs> <laughs> few extra bucks <laughs> I'll take two grand a night Bit, bit of a side <laughs> hustle Two grand a night yeah. <laughs> Mate, speaking of family I don't know about you, Joel But I've always wanted to ask I'm going to actually ask you this But 
What's it like playing against your brother? Because I know your brother played um, <coughs> played a fair bit of forward his career. He also played a fair, di- a fair bit down back. So I was just kind of interested to know, like, the week leading up to the games when you were playing against Ben, what was that kind of like? Like, were you chatting? Were you just normal? Like, game day, would you give him a little bit? Or were there moments of, like, mate, I'm going to belt you? Or like um, no, well, it's weird. I've always said this. So growing up, he was, like, He's nearly three years older than me, so and he it's fine. was. He's better than you. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> good guy. He was three years three years older than me, more physically mature. He matured really early, like he was like fourteen, and you know, hairs yeah. on the arms, muscles. I didn't have a hair on the arms until I was like sixteen. So you still, <laughs> still don't. I still don't. <laughs> you still don't. So, so we're a little bit different in that regard. And growing up, he would just beat the shit out of me. Essentially, like anything we did, he would just flog me. And then when we and he left when I was still what I was 15 when he left to go to Collingwood so mm-hmm. I was in year 9 at school uh, and then did work experience down there in year 10 but I like once I played against him I was sort of the same size as him so it was weird to be a, a match a physical yeah. match to him but um, yeah, yeah we, I played on him a few times we both missed a lot of games so we didn't play each other nearly as much as we should have but um, it was always week leading up didn't really give too much he's similar to me he's pretty He's pretty relaxed mm. and we didn't really talk too much trash. We both don't really talk trash anyway, so yeah, it's pretty boring. <laughs> is there a tally? Like did you is there a game where you, you got him pretty good or he got you pretty good? Um The only one I hang on to is in twenty twelve. We played in the prelim and that's the biggest game we played against each other. Yeah, right. We came out on top. Yeah. So, you know. Joel, do you have anything to add to this conversation? <laughs> You're gonna do me like that. Yeah. <laughs> no. Nah, don't have a brother, so I can't. Didn't have much sibling rivalry in my house. No, two older sisters. I should lock. Sure, there's a bit of sibling. What do your sisters, sisters do? One was a lawyer, and one of them goes I out with Zach Foot. Zach Foot. No, no, no just, Justin McInerney's cousin. Justin McInerney's cousin. That's that's Zach, yeah. Zach All right, boys, sit tight because it's time for a segment of Blast from the Past, where we get in touch with a past player to see what they're up to, and uh, you wouldn't believe who's dropped into the studio. Didn't come <laughs> for the first part of the podcast, but. Uh, Nick Davis thinks it'll be appropriate to once again go over his four-goal <laughs> final quarter performance in the 2005. It wasn't the prelim final, what was it? it was no, the, it was the semi-final. It was the semi-final. So uh, we'll be chatting with you, Nick. But I actually um, watched your performance last night on YouTube. For the first uh, time? Pardon? For the first time? <laughs> well, first time alone. The other times have been when you've been there with your phone in front of you. <laughs> like look you at were, me. Like you were five minutes ago. <laughs> but, uh, mate, the commentary of that game, the guys in that commentary box were going absolutely mental. Yeah. You wouldn't have heard that, but you would have seen no, it about how many times you watched it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I did. Um, yeah, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I've watched it, the commentary is is synonymous with the, the goals. And I'd be walking down the street and you'd just hear someone yelling out, Nick Davis. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note, I've done uh, I've done everyone a favour. I've got in touch with Anthony Hudson, better known as Hutto, who called the game back in two thousand and five, and he's on the line. Hutto, welcome aboard. Cal, Davo, how are you, boys? This Go is on. like well, this is your life. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I first met Nick when I was. <laughs> I, I must admit, if you get that, uh, Nick, when you're walking down the street, I get it as well. So there you go, something <laughs> we can share in common. Well, just on that, Hutto, Davo has lived off taking credit for the 2005 Premiership for you know a good you know, 15, 16 years, but he's also been walking around the footy club taking, uh, taking credit for the success of your broadcast career. Is there, uh, <laughs> <laughs> is there uh, has, he, uh, has he said thank you to you, Davo? 
No, no, Haddo hasn't. Rusey hasn't. We've never. We've actually buddy. never. So he's, Haddo's speaking. He made Davo. me famous. I reckon I made him famous. So I think it's the same thing applies with Nick, to be honest. <laughs> well, Haddo, what were your memories of the night, mate? Because it must have been, uh, like I said, in all seriousness, I did uh, listen to the call last night, and it was actually incredible. It seemed like in the box, you guys were having that much fun. Like, what were your memories of uh, of the game? Yeah, it was pretty stark memories, actually, to be honest, because, I mean, it was, we were lucky enough to be calling the, all the finals and the grand finals in that era with Channel 10. And, um, you know, that was still, um, you know, I was still relatively early in my uh, TV career. And so to be to have that honour was, was pretty special. And so, so all those finals were cutthroat. And, of course, added to that for me was that I was a Geelong supporter. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Geelong still hadn't won a grand final at that stage. So, you know, I, I mean, I was trying to put that out of my mind, obviously. But... I, I guess when it comes to I see it, but I don't believe it, it can, it can have two meanings because it, it had the meaning of what Nick did was unbelievable. But as a Geelong supporter, it was like, <laughs> I, I actually I could that. believe yeah. it because, you know, that, at that stage, it had been a, a career of um, a supporting life of heartbreak of Geelong with all the four grand finals that they'd lost, uh, you know, when I was sort of a little bit younger. So, um, but the night itself, as, as Nick no doubt remembers, was, uh, was a wet night, and low scoring game and, you know, it looked like Geelong were clearly were going to win and then Nick did his thing. But it, you know, to be commentating those games is it's sort of why you, know, I mean, you hear about players talking about why they play for to play in big finals. Well, you know, to, to a degree, it's the same as from a commentary point of view. So, um, you know, it's just, it was just brilliant to be in the box and, and lucky to be there on a, on a night where the you know, final came right down to the last few seconds. Yeah, Hado, it was a tough night. I feel sorry for you calling the first three quarters. It wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't the greatest footy. But have you got a favourite? And yeah, taking the last goal out. Have you got a favourite of the other three? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I, I don't think I've watched any of the other. Oh, come on. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I think it was it was a phenomenal performance. You know, in all seriousness, and I know it is funny you mentioned about the preliminary final because a lot of people do mistaken it for a preliminary yeah. final. It just had that edge to it, didn't it? I guess it was a knockout final, so it had the same level of intensity. But given it had been so low scoring for one player to do so much in one quarter, it really was it really was phenomenal. So, yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know if I've ever actually said congratulations to you before. No, we've, we've never actually really spoken I, about I, it. I won't actually say it now, I don't think. <laughs> but when you're, when you're calling those kind of games and it's the... I'm assuming with broadcast calls, there's a lot of preparation that goes into it. Uh, you've got to understand the players, the teams, what the hell is going on out there. But in those final moments, does everything um, from a broadcaster's point of view, does it just go absolutely out the window? Like, are you guys standing up? Are you, are you jumping on each other? Like, what was yeah. it? Yeah. It's a, it's a good question. It does differ. I, I don't know why, but I guess then everyone to themselves, so it probably depends who you're with. But the call, and, and often it can depend on the commentary box too as to whether it's, some places you can kind of stand up and it's, it's fine. And other places you're probably better just from an overall view and comfort and what you can access, um, you know, with what you need with your stats or notes or whatever to be sitting down. So I'm sure, I don't actually remember, but I'm sure I would have been standing up by then um, because it is, yeah, like you say, it's just, and, and that, that is, you know, you do live for those um, from a work point of view, for those moments where you just get swept up in it all and the adrenaline and um, I suppose from a calling point of view, most of the games I now call on Fox, I'm the only caller. We do do somewhere too, but most of the time I'm the only caller. But when you, in, in those days with Channel 10, we had two callers as well as the experts. So, yeah, you are thinking, you do start thinking, oh, 
who's going to be calling the big moment here? Am I going? You, know, you don't you don't know when that big moment is. You think it's probably going to be the siren, but you never know. So there's always that element of um, as well as you know, of while you're happy, to, you, you can't determine those sort of things. Well, I've probably worked with a couple of commentators who have tried to <laughs> work their way through for that, but that that's part of the great unknown as well. But it, yeah, there's no doubt the adrenaline's pumping, and, and so it's a, it is a you know from a professional point of view, it's a combination of um, you know. Live, getting getting in that moment of, of the excitement and, and letting that adrenaline pump, but also just trying to keep your head and make sure you you know get the basics right as well, like who the player is and, and what they've done and, and the impact that's had on the game. Did you know how long? Did you have a countdown clock in in your box or in your commentary area, or no. did you have, generally had no idea? No, well, we do now, but um, we didn't. As you remember, for that Channel Ten era, we had the, was you up, know, the yeah. five minute warning. Yep. Um, whenever I see a replay, that five-minute warning buzzer comes up. I still jump because it, it used to give us a fright. Um, That's right. But, uh, yeah, no, we didn't, we didn't know. Sometimes the producer, yeah, you might say to the producer, how long to go? And they may or may not, depending on who it was, give you a hint. But we definitely didn't know. But we did know. I don't know how many minutes had gone in the quarter. But we knew, you know, we yeah. knew there wasn't long to go. So, yeah, it was pretty clear that that, that was probably the match-winning goal. The great bit of knowledge is to know that Hutto was actually a Geelong supporter. Now, we're a players podcast, Dover, so this is actually probably the most serious conversation we've ever had, to be honest. Um, We love to name and shame. That's our... uh, that's our motto, Dave. Not the name and shame. Do. From a Geelong perspective, is there anyone in that last stoppage that you were just kind of a little bit dirty on that didn't quite? Apart from Davis, man, is there a moment as a Geelong supporter that you you thought, oh, they could have just done that a bit better? Tom Harley, uh, oh. <laughs> he's our boss, so be careful. <laughs> Are you asking me? You're asking Nick. I'll ask you. you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, look, I. I'd have to, I'd have to go back and have a look. I haven't really. I think I did at the time. It was Corey Enright around there, Nick. Somewhere, yeah, probably the man. They were all down there trying their best. Yeah, yeah. So, <clears> on another, yeah. On a, yeah. Sorry, but it was the out of bounds as well. That was the yes. other one earlier on. They should have got the ball out of bounds on the other side. Like, you know, there was there was a few moments. I reckon the the uh, the coaches would have had a field day going back. If they, I don't know if they ever did analyse that, but they would have had a field day going back. I'm resigned to the fact of his greatness, but can you please, Anthony Hudson, oh, I won't ask you, I am pleased, can you rate my... Well, you are pleased, let's be honest. Michael versus his 13. Great question. <laughs> it's a great question. It's not for me to rate that. Yes, though, it is. Yes, it, it is. is. It's absolutely it is for you. Yeah, well, clearly that was a better moment because yeah. it was a final. <laughs> and your, your individual performance to get your team through to a preliminary final, that's way better than picking a no. 13 goal. I completely Cut agree. That, now, finally, Hutto, you've been a rock star coming on the show for us, mate, but is there a possible chance we can get a reenactment of the, I see it, but I don't believe it. Can we get something from you? Uh, look, I, I hate doing those reenactments, uh, to be honest, <laughs> but uh, uh, let me say... Um, is Nick that... Davis talking about himself all these years later. I see it, but I don't believe it. <laughs> Such a humble man. Oh, it's mate, it's incredible, mate. On that note, Hutto, mate, you've been an absolute... <laughs> Thanks so much for coming on. It's, uh, it's blown us away, mate. Thank you for being so generous with your time. 
No worries, boys. Have a good show. Thanks, I always so. listen. I've never missed. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lie. No worries. Just before we go, if you've listened up until now, then you're clearly a Swans fan. So a quick question for you. Have you signed up as a member for 2021? We would love to have you on board and a part of the team. For details and membership options, visit membership.sydneyswans.com.au. Thanks for listening to another episode of Conversations with Cal, the official podcast of the Sydney Swans. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to rate, review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.